Welcome to the Awakening Podcast. You can find all our episodes on awakeningpodcast.org. We're also on uh, BitChute and Rumble. And you'll find my four other podcasts along with my coaching on bio.link forward slash podcaster. My guest today, friend of mine, we met while we were doing a course on podcasting. I was trying to up my game because I was already podcasting. He's a broadcast engineer, software developer, critical thinker, also known as the smiling conscious traveler, Please welcome Othmar Brownecker. Did I pronounce it correctly? Did I? You did your best. I know it's <laughs> German and it's not easy. <laughs> okay, so I suppose let's just introduce yourself a bit more to the listeners. Let let people know a little bit more about uh, who's Othmar. Oh, that's that's a good question. I just revisited that with a dear friend from the Netherlands, and. Question is always, who are we actually? Who am I? And that's some people think it's an easy answer, but sometimes it's not so easy to answer it because we are constantly changing. And the easy answer I would say is I am this infinite being in a human body. Very good. Yeah, having this human experience and i'm enjoying the joy right <laughs> so yeah. i mean we we've had plenty of discussions over over the years so i suppose let's kind of start off kind of telling people what's happening in austria because everybody kind of knows what's happening in their own country but they don't really you know because the media we know the media is corrupt so you don't really see what's really happening and, and people are seeing what's happening in France because of thanks to TikTok, but you don't see it on, uh, you know, the likes of BBC or CNN, but you might let people know a little bit of what's the last few years been like in uh, in Austria. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's, that's a big question. <laughs> um, okay, let's summarize. I worked for two decades as a broadcast engineer. Um, so I'm definitely an insider. And people who are not as awake as we are they they don't even hear when i say hello i'm an insider listen to me <laughs> they just want to hear what they want to hear um so what was your question again i i, I... it's kind of austria like basically with the lockdown with the kind of yes 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 <sighs> Because I know you experienced, you know, you might even talk about the train and stuff like that, the different things that mm -hmm. you personally experienced, but what you all also could see. So, in, so my yeah. basically my experience in Austria and as also With the lockdown the, coming from from the perspective as a broadcast engineer and as an insider. Um, yeah. So let's start with the story of the train. I mean, that was actually on my way home from the TV station because I worked there in, in Salzburg, in the countryside, uh, in the province of Salzburg, which is a province here in Austria. Um, and I went back to the city where I lived in Salzburg. And there came a ticket um, guy, who inspector, controls the yeah. inspector who controls the tickets in the train. And he said, do you have a mask? I said, no. Um, you, you need a mask. I said, no, thank you for the offer. I don't need a mask. <laughs> and obviously he didn't like my answer and he 
long story short, he said, okay, if you refuse to wear a mask, then I will solve it in a different way. And he called the police and they wanted to remove me from the train and that's what they did. And I was just, I was not resisting. I was just sitting there meditating on the ground in the train and the police removed me from the train. And then I talked half an hour with these police people. I told them, do you know what you're doing here? I said, yeah, we are doing our duty. I said, no, I don't think that you really know what you're doing here. That's what they said in 1945 too, these people, these security people uh, in the same country here. We are doing our duty. And they didn't like my conversation and they weren't got impatient. And then I said, okay, let's finish this conversation. And they basically gave me a fine, which I didn't pay for over two years. And two years later. Now, how much was the fine? Just out of curiosity. Somewhere around 100 to 150 euros. It got a little bit higher because of the courthouse fees and all that stuff. At the end, we ended up with 150 euros. Um, so it was ridiculously low, actually, and a lot of effort for these low fees because the whole machinery worked against me. <laughs> and it was not only the police, obviously, involved, all the authorities, all these levels of authority. The bailiff was involved because I have also a lot of debts here in this country. Um, and about two years later, I was living already in another place in my father's house where I'm at now. Um, they came to my house because supposedly I didn't pay the fee, but was not true because there was a, an organization who helped me to pay it. An organization who was fighting for our rights, um, like an association, or I don't know how to call it. it, was founded by a guy who is my, one of my best friends now. And he, he paid it from his organization, these 150 euros. And the problem was it happened in Salzburg the first time, the first encounter. And they forgot to send the message out to this place where I live now, in another province. And that's got lost in translation somehow, this whole thing. And that's why this guy who is in charge here of the police sent out two police people to arrest me. And they said, we have to arrest you now. I said, I don't think so to these two police officers. Let's talk about it. Why do you want to arrest me? Um, because of this fee from Salzburg and they showed me a paper. I said, no, that is paid. No, it's not. That's what the police <laughs> I said. Um, I think there's a misunderstanding. And I called the bailiff because the bailiff was involved in this and he knew about it, that it's paid because he actually arranged it this with Salzburg and all these things. And he, it was paid on, on, on his account there from the authorities. So the bailiff actually talked with the police and then they said, okay, we give you 24 hours, Mr. Pronica, we come tomorrow again. And they never came again because it got solved in these 24 hours. But yeah, long story short, no, there but I mean, if you look at the insanity of basically they were going to arrest you because yeah, of not wearing hours. a mask, which turns out to be not healthy anyway, it's proven not to be healthy. 
but just because they have the power, they could actually do that. And you know, in front of people on the train, take you off. You know, it's pathetic. Now I oh. smile about it, but honestly, it took a long time to get this piece. And as I said, I just talked with a friend from the Netherlands whom I know since 2014. She was really very much involved in my life and she knows what I went through. We talked also about my wife and my kids now. And there's another story about that. And I'm not sure if I will talk today on this podcast about it because it's a very private, personal story. No, no, actually. keep that to yourself. We can talk that privately. Yeah, with the... Like, but but the point the is the, the point is the protest and the masks. That is something. Yeah, let me let me say say it this way. This woman from the Netherlands helped me now to calm down emotionally. That's why I am so calm now, also with, with all these stories. Because it's not easy to be sovereign. It's one thing to to talk about it. It's another thing to embody it. And that's why I needed to mention this story with my wife and the kids and also with this woman from the Netherlands. But as I said, and as we just said, let's keep this story private. Um, yeah, there was another encounter in, in Vienna at a demonstration where I got another fine also with the masks. It was a small demonstration, like 40 people in front of a newspaper building from the left media, woke media, how <laughs> they call themselves, but they, they are everything else than woke. They are just turning around the stories as they please. And that's what they did on this day too, reporting that there are 40 crazy right-wing people demonstrating in front of their house. And the police chose to, to act as they please. Because when we decided, my friend and me who went there together to the demonstration, to leave it, the police followed us. He said, what is going on here now? Why do they follow us? We just left the demonstration. I thought they wanted to impose the mask mandates, not to disturb us now. But that's what they wanted. They wanted to disturb us and said, yeah, you didn't wear a mask. I said, and what is the problem now? We just left. Isn't that what you wanted, that we leave these other people alone? Yeah, but you didn't wear it before. I said, and I, I, I talked really directly to these police officers with the stars on the, on the shoulders, so the one who was the boss, because there were four of them around me, encircling me that I can't run away. And I said, can you sleep well tonight? If you think about it, what you're just doing to me, because you are actually the problem here in this in this whole game, that you are enforcing that now, what you should never have enforced. You should stand up to our rights, the people, and protect us, not to disturb us. And he said, very cool and calm. Yes, I can sleep very well. So that was the second fine. I, I make the story a little bit shorter now, but the second fine, it went a little bit easier. My my wife helped me to pay it because the point is I didn't want to pay it actually. 
I was even ready to face one day sentence in prison, to be a political prisoner. That's how I call it, because that's basically what it is. Because putting me in jail because I choose to breathe oxygen. Yeah, anyway, I leave it by with that now. Okay. So like, because I'm hearing in different countries the kind of restrictions that they've got. So what have they brought into Austria that has kind of restricted your freedom or has it all lift now recently? It's still there in place, but it will be lifted in three days on 1st of May. Then everything is gone finally. But the point is the fear is still there in place. The fear between the people, this tension, everything that will not live in three days. But the mandates and, and all these things will be gone in three days. But it's crazy. I mean, even in hospitals, they still have mask mandates. But as soon as you leave the hospital, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. I think it's the same in Ireland. As far as I know, you have to wear the masks in and the hospital as well. In Vienna, in the capital city, they still have it in place in public transport. So if you cross the city border from the province to the to the capital city, you have to put it on because the virus is so dangerous that you have to put it on when you cross the city border. So it will be gone at the 1st of May, everything, but it's it's really ridiculous. I mean, and, and it's ridiculous that people believe it. I mean, there's really people who still believe it. They're so indoctrinated, brainwashed. I met them. I met those people. And it's like, it's really hard to believe that they exist. I was talking to somebody today on Lunch Club and... Basically, you know, he said he got all the job. A young guy, about 25. But it's like he stated that he was coming from America and he was terrified because he was watching CNN and everything, living in Sweden. And then, like, his parents were saying they were visiting his grandmother and he was kind of going, what are you doing? And then came back to Sweden and realized everything is grand there, but still went away and got job and still believes in it. So it's like... Sometimes, like when you look at, say, Sweden, I mean, I've had a guy, Ivor Commons on, which was showing all the statistics. And even now I see the mortality is like Sweden is the lowest compared to all the different countries. But yet here is a guy with a very good job. Still being indoctrinated when you think that that's a safe country. So it's like everyone's belief system. But what I was telling him is like he will never see what I see because the way the algorithms work, because we have our own belief system. We know what's right, what's wrong. So that's what the, like the Facebook or any social media that we're on will show us, but they see the opposite. And then we can't understand why are they thinking like that? But I know why it is, is because they're constantly showing that. And that's unfortunate. And then you've got in-house fighting with families mm. and that's happened all around the world. I mean, I just I just got something to my mind when you said about that's what they are being told. And I said that I'm an insider in the media world. And that's what I see clearly since March 2020. It took me two weeks 
after this pandemic started. It took me two weeks. The first two weeks, I was a little bit in fear too. And what is going on here? But after two weeks, I saw clearly that this is a game. And the reason is because I worked as a broadcast engineer and I saw it from inside what is happening, how they indoctrinate the people, how they brainwash the people. And I tell you, it's it's maybe a little bit a secret, but I tell it now you as an insider. I, I would call myself a little bit a whistleblower too, but I'm not so endangered like like Edward Snowden or things like because I didn't work for any secret service. So media world, and I lost my job anyway, so I can talk very freely now. Um, even the anchor woman from this news station. I mean, they have three channels, but this third channel from Austrian Broadcasting Corporation is mainly bringing news and documentaries. And this anchor woman, she believed it to the core, this narrative. I met her in person and I saw her fear in the face and wearing a shield, this, this, this uh, clear transparent shield, a mask, and even goggles like you were like a craftsman. And she was standing in front of me and almost collapsing when she saw me standing there without a mask, because at this moment, it was still a recommendation in the building of the Austrian Broadcasting Corporation. And I didn't follow the recommendations. And I was basically the only one whom I saw there in the whole building who didn't wear a mask. And she went in the room with full shield protection. I was like, <laughs> almost collapsing. And I saw it that she really believed it to the core what she was telling the people on this news station. And, and with the information that they're getting then, because I mean, I know that there's like five corporations own 90% of the media. So, I mean, we've seen a lot of videos where you see something and they just regurgitate it everywhere. So it looks like it's unique to that city, but it's, they're just, they're saying what they've done. So what have you seen in-house that kind of proves that this is all just fabricated even though the people working I mean, there but unfortunately uh, believe especially it. the first few weeks from the pandemic march april 2020 how this whole played out in-house that made me clear something is going on something is not right here um, we had to quarantine we actually had a choice we could have stayed at home and say okay we we take some holidays now or we play the game and we get double pay. And my wife said, take the double pay. I said, okay, we do it. Maybe it's maybe it's fun. <laughs> so I did this fun game and I had to quarantine for two weeks inside the facility, inside the broadcasting facility with three other coworkers. And it was actually quite fun. There were some things that were not so fun, but uh, we were in the Austrian mountains in Salzburg, really beautiful place. It was like a five-star hotel. We got three times a meal served. The only thing we, we had to close the doors, it was quarantine. So the, the meal was placed in front of the door, they rang the bell, they disappeared and we got our food. It was really like, it was a prison, but it was a beautiful prison. 
we had PlayStation, we had everything. We were, we were well served. And eight hours of the day, we had to work for the TV station. So it was this, was one room was our sleeping area and eating and, and playing area. And one another room was our working area. Nice part was this part. The not so nice part was we had to get tested before we got into the quarantine. And this test was with the sticks deep into the nose, up to almost to the brain blood barrier. And I, my nose was bleeding two times because I had two tests because two weeks, each week, one test. And it was painful. It was really painful. I said, why is this so painful? And why is she pushing this swab into my brain almost? The doctor who made this test. And why do they do this actually? Because the virus is so dangerous. And why can't I just spit on the paper there? And, <laughs> and the virus is on the paper. Why does she need to push this swab in there? So that was this first experience where I said, something is off here. Yeah. Maybe you have more questions right. now. I mean, with the, I've never got the, the, the PCR. And it was like when I saw that they were buying billions of them going around the world with the PCR tests, I said that's in 2017, 2018. It's like, yeah, there's something seriously wrong here when that was orchestrated prior to all this. And the other thing is, like, the testing was all fake. Like, you know, there was no way of actually testing. And they, we've got freedom of information documents mm -hmm. saying they can't isolate corona. So the whole lot is a big lie. And I saw centers in the UK where they were charging people to do these tests. They weren't even testing. It was just like a random resulting. It was all being chucked into the bin. And a guy had a camera showing that. So the whole lot was orchestrated, all fake. But yet there was people fighting in-house and there was so much aggression with police as you've experienced because mm -hmm. of a big huge lie and yet still people are believing it and i cannot understand the big that. question for me was still why was it so important to keep the broadcasting on air to that keep the we pair. had to isolate for two weeks got double pay uh we got everything like a five-star hotel so they've spent a lot, a lot of money to keep the broadcasting on air. And I have the answer now because to keep the indoctrination on air. And because that... one thing was the thing what I experienced and the other thing is what we were broadcasting because we broadcasted special meetings from the parliament and they were fighting basically the politicians there in parliament. And I had it eight hours a day because I was working there. So, and that was, this part is the left wing and the right wing. And the right wing, the conservatives were basically the ones who were like the same people. That's what I experienced. I never voted for right wing in my life. I always voted for left wing, green party and all that social par socialist parties. And, I said, what's wrong here? Now suddenly the same people are the right-wing people. <laughs> they turned around the game somehow. So that's what I experienced there in my world in the TV station. That's the story what I told you before. And 
the things what happened out there in the parliament. They were saying, we don't need vaccination, we don't need uh, masks, we don't need this and that. And the left wing said, no, it's dangerous, the virus, and we need to do this and that, you know, all these narratives. But that's what happened in Austria too. Up until this point that they say we need now mandatory vaccines. And that's when I went the first time on the streets. So I was skipping now about two years in my narrative, but um, yeah, I guess you get the picture now. Why I, I knew it from the beginning that there's something not right. And with the TV station, did they have advertisements on that? Or was it like the BBC where there's no ads? And if it was ads, did they have any pharmaceutical ads placed into the slot? It's a little bit different here in Austria because it's a state-owned TV station and they have advertising, but they are not allowed to broadcast certain advertising. But the Ministry of Health made advertising on the TV station, promoting the uh, protect yourself and others narrative. So it was very tricky how they intertwined it into the media. So it was unpaid advertising because it was paid by the government somehow. So they, they didn't get any mon money for it but but it was still broadcast it was very interesting and actually we the people paid it because who pays <laughs> the state-owned media we the people paid for this advertising that they indoctrinate us so it's it's and and, and one thing i wanted to say about the masks too there at the tv station that's why where i said okay enough is enough i said Okay, we, we, we don't have to wear masks when we are inside the broadcasting room. And we were three people sitting in there, in a closed room, in a, 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 a tight room. And then when we go to the toilet, we have to put it on when we walk alone. And I told this to my, to my uh, immediate boss. I said, don't you think that's a little bit strange what we are doing here? Yes, I know it's strange, but otherwise we would lose our contract with the Austrian Broadcasting Corporation if we don't enforce these rules. I said, okay, to my to this guy who was the, the, the department manager, I said, no, that's enough. I don't play this game anymore. You can pay me 10 times the salary. I don't want to be here anymore. And that's when they put me slowly out of the company like first in the office then home office and then at the end i decided to quit and we made a mutual agreement it was not that i quit it was a mutual agreement that we dissolved the contract yeah that's and like if you look at it and it's international it's like idiots made a rule and we have to comply and then people in the office or wherever say it's it's what we're supposed to do. Logic went out the window. Hmm. Like, I mean, what makes me laugh is I, when I was going to the shopping center here in um, Poland, it's like I, myself and my child were the only people not wearing the mask. You get a few strange looks, but I, I didn't care. And like you had all the perspex, 
Yes, the person is holding all your products and you're picking it up. And then you go over to the keypad to pay by your credit card, touching your finger off something that every single person does. But nobody thought about that. Like the whole lot is just idiotic. It's, it's like an insane world, yeah. It's like you see it every day and and still I can't believe it. It's like... Today, I, I saw a, a comment on an alternative channel, like they put the comedians out of work because the comedians didn't have anything what they could talk about anymore because the comedy world was now the real world. And that's that's absolutely true. And I, I just laugh about it nowadays because I said, okay, it's like that. That's the new normal. We live in an insane world. And it's actually strange, but it's, I mean, your man George Carlson was one of the first people exposing all the corruption years ago. But like JP Sears, there's, there's a few comedians and yeah. they're able to get away with it. They're not kind of taking down because it's like comedy, but they're, not, they're really getting the message out to people. And you know I mean, by the reactions of people that there's so many people that are actually awake with this. But yet I talk to a lot of people and so many people thank me for what I'm doing with the podcast and all this, mm. but they won't do nothing. They won't give even a thumbs up or a like or something because they're afraid. They're afraid of censorship. They're afraid of actually somebody coming after them. And the way I see it is if you're not happy with the world, you can't just sit back and just think it'll be grand. It'll get better. I mean, it's never got better. You just have to like the way I'm looking at it is we have to take over the little towns the mayor take over the little positions. The schools don't let the team like because especially in America, they're doing crazy stuff there. You just you take over the boards there. You you know you get the right mm -hmm. people in there. Just don't expect somebody else to do it. Every single exactly. person can make a change with this, and it's the same with the products. I mean, if the world was replica of me, the pharma industry wouldn't exist. McDonald's wouldn't exist. Coca Cola wouldn't exist. Like I take no pharmaceuticals i don't even take an aspirin mm. nothing and you know like how many people are teaching people breathwork the natural remedies over the last three years i mean all i mean there the, the, the medicine is in my garden here i don't exactly. need to go to a pharmacy exactly exactly but they've even banned that in a like i don't know about uh in your uh part of the world but uh, i know in america in the front gardens people weren't allowed to plant crops they were yeah. digging it up Every single thing, even saving rainwater, they weren't allowed to do that. They do every single thing to decimate humanity. And people are just kind of going, oh, luckily, it's the law. Luckily here, it's, it's a little bit easier here in Austria. This this is a little bit easier. I have here a barrel in my garden and I collect the rainwater. I need to, don't need to ask anyone if I'm allowed to do that. I mean, it's ridiculous for me. I know in the United States, it's, it's an issue if you collect the rainwater. I don't understand what is the issue. I mean, it comes from the sky. I just let it flow through a pipe and it goes into my barrel. So, but like how this all happened is people just kind of they, they what they do is they take away a bit of your liberty and then they take the next bit, the next bit, the next bit. And before you know, uh, wait, we're, we're, wait, we're wait, slaves. You allowed we allowed them to take it away. Yeah, that's that's the point, yeah. and that's the misperception. A lot of people say they took it away. No, we yeah. allowed we, it to we, take yeah. it away. Yeah. And and that's that's why I say all the time to people when I have conversations, wake up, people. 
luckily we're on a awakening podcast now so <laughs> i tell people wake up you are or me i am a man i am sovereign i'm free and by the way i have here written freedom in german here on my sweater i didn't do it on purpose that i wear it today but i just remembered it that's why i showed it into the camera <laughs> i have here written freedom so I'm free already. I don't need to ask anyone if I'm free. I was born free in this world. And I guess I, I'm, I'm <laughs> I don't even have to ask how you think about it. <laughs> Maybe you want to chime in into that. <laughs> I mean, like what I've kind of been doing is working on sovereignty and I've looked at a lot of different things, common law, Magna Carta and everything, but it's like the reality is we are born free. And we do not give them power because in reality, you have councils and you have governments to serve the people, but it's been reversed and you just take your power back. And once you do that, you don't have to do it in an aggressive way. You don't have to pick up a gun. You don't have to be, I don't even think you have to be protesting. You just don't do it and you just learn, you get the knowledge. Unfortunately, like people are wanting others to do it. But as soon as you kind of put your toe in the water and you get a bit of results, you just delve deeper and deeper and what i've learned is your signature is so important because when you sign something like when you get the fines you don't sign it because it's like you confirm you agree with what they've just given you and i know it might seem hard and if you have to you just write under prejudice ucc 1308 but mm. just even knowing that thing but the fact that you even faced that guy and said, can you sleep at night? The fact that you just done that, more people need to do that. Like when I was in one shopping center, the I was walking, coming out with the trolley, and I was with my son, of course, no masks. I saw the police coming towards me, and your man just started barking at me, and I just ignored him. And next he shouted at me. I turned, I said, are you talking to me? He got it because he sped, said it in Polish. And they saw him taking it back and he said, mask. And I went, oh, yeah, turned around and walked out. And my son is laughing and kind of realizing the power in what I've just done. Yet everybody yeah. else was terrified or they were giving him fines and everything. And like, no, everything is back to normal. You know, you don't have to wear the mask in the supermarkets and everything and on the trains and stuff like that. It's like, what happened? You know, what changed? So it's like, don't let anybody dictate you you go on the the bus or whatever like don't sign the document so if it ever happened again you don't sign the document you don't realize how powerful that is i mean that's 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 a part what i still need to learn um what i learned is this police interaction and talking to people that's that's an easy thing for me nowadays uh what is still tricky for me is this paperwork um when somebody comes with me to me approaches me with a paper and says sign and i i need to to revisit it and to learn it uh that that i say okay no i don't sign i refuse this offer i don't uh, make business with you and you see i learned already a little bit this language too <laughs> i know it's everything is a business and it's a contract between two business partners and even the government is a business relationship between me and as a human being and the government people. The one thing that people should just realize is every letter you get, just say it's my name. 
It's either the all capitals Roy Collin, which isn't me, or it's the Mr. Roy Collin, which isn't me. And you reply back, you're writing to the wrong person. I am using that and you you realize because there's a lot of trickery with the straw man and everything. And it's kind of, it's too deep to go into this, but I've covered it in a lot of the other episodes. But all I say to mm. people is when you see something coming in, Mr. This or all capitals, you're safe. You can actually get out, get out of it because that's not you. That's the corporate and they're coming after the corporate. And if you can actually, so if, for those that are listening, I've got a few episodes with Peter Wilson, Peter Stone, B.B. Baracus. They're very good. And I think just little things, because once you get one little win, it just kind of makes you feel the power's back. You've no longer kind of give them control. And I think more people need to do that because then you get into the circle, whereas you've got the 10 people around you and they're going, OK, let's do this. Let's just do this because I've got a circle of people that I'm talking to. And you see how powerful there's people that are actually getting out of the system. And you think that it's not possible. But when you actually see a friend that's able to do these things, it gives you strength. And that's all I say is like, just don't rely on a solicitor or don't rely on do it yourself. Take the power yourself. I just noticed something. That's why I changed my posture too. And that's a very important thing is like, as I said in the beginning already, it's not about knowing it. It's about feeling it. Um, and I just felt this tension in my chest when you started to talk about all these topics now. And that's also an advice what I can give to people when they feel this tension, just breathe. Relax. That's what my friend from Holland just told me before our conversation. If you just remember one thing from our conversation, relax and breathe. Exactly. And then everything is fine. You're in your power, in your body. And you stand here as a man, as a woman, and nobody can harm you. You're safe. I'm just reading uh, Wim Hof's book and I actually, I, I, I met him as well, but I've done a lot of breath work and the amount of illnesses and everything that you can overcome just by breathing. So mm. the breath is so important. So listen, Atmar, thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. You've got your podcast, The Conscious, um, Smiling, the Smiling Conscious. Conscious Traveler. So you might let people know where they, where they can find you. Yeah. So basically at the moment, I just have my Facebook fan page. It's called the Smiling Conscious Traveler, as you said. And there I post constantly um, videos and, and other posts about my life here, about my journeys, my endeavors. And I just remembered I have also an Instagram channel. It's called the same way, the Smiling Conscious Traveler. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So listen, totally enjoyed our conversation. And I think just the inspiration of not giving in your train journey, mm. you know, you stood your ground and standing up to somebody, not in an aggressive way, because you're not an aggressive yeah. person. By the way, it was the same headset what I on my head in the train. Okay. When I would listen to the meditation, the police was standing in front of me. So I was meditating there. Brilliant. 
So thank you very much, Atmar, and I'll make sure I put the link both on the audio and the video. Thank you. Thank you. So that's all for the Awakening Podcast. You'll find all our episodes on awakeningpodcast.org. As mentioned, we're on BitChute and Rumble, and you'll find my four other podcasts along with my uh, coaching bio.link forward slash podcast. I'm sure to give us a thumbs up, five star rating, and share with your friends, and make sure you check out Otmar's uh, Facebook page as well. Until next week, take care.